Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Eric. And you are due for a sharpening. No, I, I totally forgot how the fanfare from Star Wars goes. The like the actual the song. Well, you know like the term fanfare in music. I've yeah, I've heard it. That's the first bit before it goes mm-hmm. into the dun 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 blah 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 now. Right. So it's a dun 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 it's the fuzzy bullshit. Twinkly stars. <laughs> that should be our new intro. Because I right. like getting sued and being unoriginal. Wow, we welcome already welcome back Disney to do for times. sharpening. Yeah, they're gonna be all redo. Re- that's what they call it, right? When they re-release a movie, redo, redo, redux. We're also yep. gonna be sued for uh, the title of season two. Which, of course, there's only one option for that. <laughs> Do for You'll sharpening two. All right, we won't say it then. We're gonna find no. out later. Pause. <laughs> yeah, you'll uh, find out. Mr. Mr. Script button over here wrote it down in the chat. Right. If you read the fine print that. afterwards too, you'll understand this inside bit about the uh, the script button thing. Read the fine print on the website, and you'll have to wait for the VIP room to find out the website address. <laughs> and in order to get into the VIP room, <laughs> oh um, man, you don't even want to know what you have to do. There's a dude. He'll show up at your house. You can fly him be like, You get, you want to get on that <laughs> website? <laughs> it's a hockey. <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? The first right. time the word hockey, hockey was mentioned in this. Yeah, season right? two. It's, 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 yeah, there it is. Season two, Electric Boogaloo. It's a hockey cast. It's a hockey podcast. And much like a shitty team, we didn't get our first shot on goal <laughs> till right. like 10 minutes till in. 10 minutes in. Yeah. And we can only go up from here. Mm-hmm. And it's like Might House where. Right. Like they have the, the they blow the pads. horn. Uh, between yeah. the blue lines and they blow the horn to change lines right there's no changing on the fly when they're like little super little kids completely the guy would stop bl- the play yep stumble yeah. back to the bench Stan shoot it <laughs> shoot it Stan uh, <laughs> yeah shooting is a thing we do in hockey and uh Here's your segue. Yeah. Yeah. No, but how's um, it been? How's everything been going? I have other stuff. Uh, Bo- good. The body use. It's just, you know, busy doing uh, guitar things and actually made my second check today. Don't tell the government, but um, for doing a guitar repair. I think they might be the only listener. Right. right. That one 
IRS. Someone dude, paid the you half em- the half empty bottle of. <laughs> Care to join me in a belt yes. of scotch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say 930 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't slept in days. Uh, wait, you got a check as payment? Yeah. So you also got your first bounced check. The first one went through. It was the same dude, so. Homer J. Fong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dong hey, I get over here. Well, that's good. You're busy. You're getting checks. Yeah. Check Republic over checked. here. Checked yeah. out. Checked out. Checks mixed. Uh, yeah. And we're going to the cabin this weekend and we're going to do be, some. You'll be I'll there. Be there man. Man. Yeah. That's true. I won't be able to partake in saturday events till night unless you guys want to do a bunch of dangerous axe wielding and shit in the dark uh, i never, never stopped us before, before. <laughs> that's right yeah well that'll be fun and then we've got eric and i are going to a tool show with our lovely sister yes miss mrs keely Marlowe. yeah i had no idea that steel beans was opening for them and I've been following that dude on Instagram for like a year. Yeah, I've definitely seen him online before. Steel Beans is a dude who's like a one-man band. He strums a guitar uh, with the same hand that he hits his snare drum with. And yeah, he'll do, plays a drum he'll kit. Do full drum rolls with one hand. Yeah, while playing a guitar. His whole body because he's playing a guitar at the same time, and he sings and does. Uh, he plays keyboard sometimes. All simultaneously. He's a fucking lunatic. I wonder how much of a set this guy gets from a band like Tool when you open for them. I mean, is he going to get how long before that gets old? I got to be honest. Can you watch that guy for 30 straight minutes? I know from the videos I've seen, he gets pretty like psychedelic with a lot of his stuff. So it's definitely more of a an artistic performance than just music. Well, it's like, so I think if, that's kind of how he just cause you're tripping. The- doesn't mean other people realize it. <laughs> He's just doing his thing, getting all psychedelic. <laughs> like, right. Where's, the, the, where's the bathroom? That's exactly in fucking the point place, of man. doing Well, it. I'm yeah. So it's, <laughs> there's a lot of facets to this being interesting and kind of unknown territory here. So that'll yeah, be I'm cool. Stoked. Yeah, it's going to be fucking fun, man. It's a quick dash down. Yeah, uh, so I was going to after work on, uh, what, Tuesday? Right? I'm I'm going to come down yes. to either of your places, whoever will have me. And then, uh, you know, the show's only in Milwaukee from Green Bay, which is a, a very nice development as well. Comparatively, it's not like yeah. going all the way down to Chicago, Chicago or something. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. So that's cool. I, uh, I'm getting married. That's something that happened. Yeah. Yes. In sir. the off season here. Woo. Dan did it. Yeah. That's it. And I, and I feel the, I'm not going to say it. Pop the. Pop <laughs> 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 Uh, 
So we were going to get married at one place and uh, there were way too many red flags of how incompetent they were going to be. So if it's like, if you still stick with that venue after all those warning signs, it's totally a shame on us situation when the day of comes and everything gets fucked up. So uh, we're not doing it at the landmark anymore. We are doing the whole thing at the Olady Inn, which uh, okay. has a secret tunnel. Right. So the Philly fans the don't Philly hammer day. people. Right, exactly. Philly fans are brutal, man. Yeah, we're passionate fans. Fuck Philadelphia Flyers. There you go. Philadelphia. Um, we haven't played them yet. Played nope. them three times. Where This isn't a Red Wing podcast. But also, but it doesn't matter if it is. Right. So I've okay. been in, this is, I don't know how many people like hockey fans actually do this because it took me this long to do it. But being in like a nine guy fantasy league is pretty damn fun, dude. It's, it's different than I thought. And we're all learning on the fly because we're all fucking idiots. And uh, <laughs> I got the first draft pick just on the water random draw. So I have Connor McDavid and he really hasn't been Connor McDaviding for me. No, you should have picked dry. Well, he's, that's not true. No, come on, dude. You have to pick McDavid. If, uh, but, okay. So in three games played, he still has five points. So whatever. Uh, I got Matthews too. I don't know how I got to do another. That's crazy. Pick. Cause he's got, two and someone didn't pick row. Matthews. Someone didn't pick Matthews in the time it took me to go again. You're right. You guys so right. he That's fell cool. nine spots. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Nine. But it's yeah. Nine, dude. What? So, so Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Jack Eichel, Dylan Cousins, Maddie Beneers, Jonathan Marchessault, Chris Kreider, Evgeny Kuznetsov, nope. Riley nope. Smith, Kale McCarr. Petrangelo, Sean Dersey, Miro Heiskanen, Morgan Riley, Adam Fox, Alex Debrinkit, who's been killing it for me. Yeah. Uh, Andre Palat, Jonas Siegenthaler, which I picked up after our game against uh, New Jersey because it was like nobody was going to grab him in this league of guys that I'm playing this stuff with. And he had like three assists in his first game. And he's like a real sleeper D. It's shit like that. It's like it's exciting to go down the, the free agent list. And be like, nobody picked this guy up. You know, like, obviously, you have your top getters. Rupe Hintz. I mean, he had 76 points last year. Obviously, I'm going to pick him up because no one did. Yeah. But we all thought, like idiots, we thought it was because it was like your first matchup started on a day that it was just that day. And then your next matchup was like a week from now. I didn't realize the matchups were the entire week long, which obviously is the only way that this is fun. Yeah, you have to set your lineup every day and then right. you rack up points. And by the time you're done with the week, you know, like the right, last you one have to do it based on who's playing each night of the week in right. real life. And therein lies the rub because somebody with a way different team based roster than you, like, let's say your team is only represented by fucking 13 teams out of 32 teams, right? Yeah. That the person you're playing might have guys who, not one guy who's on any of the teams. Or, yeah. Right, exactly. 
So you have to diversify a little bit, but then also like I have three dudes from Vegas that are always going to get points when they do play. But you're right. if if you have too many people playing at once on the same team, you're not getting enough points when they're off, when they're not playing. Right. Right. You're relying so, too heavily on one team. <clears throat> right. So therein lies problems with like on a day where the league only has three games, right? And there's dudes on all those teams on the waiver wire or in the free agent list. Well, you don't want to just willy-nilly pick people up just because the other guy you're about to drop isn't playing for a night. Because what if you don't get that guy back and he's better than the guy you just went and grabbed? You know, yeah. so there's all this little stuff that it's cool. Um, and like Gambling. I'm going with, with John Pfeiffer. <laughs> That's it. Go with John Pfeiffer right now. And it's just like neck and neck. Like you, John's the commissioner of this league. You could tell oh, that he nice. did some homework. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's tough stuff. So you don't want to drop these guys. And there's room for one person on your IR. So I had to pick between like Andrei Svechnikov and uh, Andre Vasilevsky. You know, who do you keep and keep on the IR until they come back? So that's it's tough shit like that, too. So I recommend it to anybody who's got, you know, 30 seconds to five minutes a day to tinker with your phone, which we yeah. all do way more than that. I mean, porn. I don't. Uh, time. Uh, Eric. Eric Riley, um, check man, the check var. Mm. But Cash it's been checks. cool because having having a couple uh, Red Wing players. But uh, speaking of Red Wing players, Andrew Cop, Andrew Cop was just awarded a penalty shot in two consecutive games. That's got to be a record, right? I try. I don't know because, but then I thought, yeah, maybe it is, right? Because there as of and I couldn't get like the full updated stuff, but as of like eight years ago, there had been about eleven hundred penalty shots awarded in the history Jesus. of the league. Right. So does that would that indicate that somebody else has had the same thing? They were Vincent LeCavalier, for example, had thirteen penalty shots in his career. While Pavel Bure had a few less, but scored on more. So he's like the all-time leading percentage guy. I think he got, he scored on seven out of the 11 he was awarded. Well, that makes you know, sense. Which well, means just the amount that you would get being Pavel Bure, you're already outskating everybody. Right. So the only exactly. thing you have to do is so that trip shit's gonna happen. Yeah. And uh, so there's got to be people who have the worst record you know, someone who's been awarded six in his career and never scored on one or right. a goalie who's faced five and got fucking scored on on all of them or the other way around. You know, there's no shortage of possible combinations for one of your fun little Sunday afternoon hockey statistics. But Andrew Kopp getting two in a row or it, two, one in each consecutive game. Right. For two games and not scoring on either. Yeah, see, that's got to be a record. Getting two back-to-back. Yeah. And not scoring on either of them. And it was at least he got that other goal in that game. But uh, 
Like I don't I think said, he's much. Said, he's just not much. The record for one player is three penalty shots in one season, but I don't think those would be consecutive. No, that's what you no. mean. So one player has only got three penalty shots awarded to them in one season. It's got to be different for the receiving end then because, the, and it's Pavel it Berry. Look at that. <laughs> um, the uh, a goaltender. I wonder if there's a goalie out there who's faced more than three in a season. Oh, probably. We'll see. I know Dominic Hasek has faced four in the fucking playoffs alone. That's insane. Yeah, and I, he saved all but one. So, so two, it's funny to see. The, several goaltenders have faced multiple in one game. Really? Um, th- four different goaltenders have faced two in one game. That, but that's the most in one game ever. Uh, careers-wise, let's see, Marc-Andre Fleury t- faced 15 and he or stopped 15 in his career. Wow. You're more likely as a goalie to face it because that's all you do. Right. There's plenty of players on the ice that won't yeah. get the opportunity to get tripped on a breakaway and therefore yeah, that's a- receive, you know, a goalie is going to be the guy who stops it. But, like, I remember a couple, one or two seasons where Jimmy Howard had faced a handful and was doing really well, like stopped all of them too. So, you know, there's no shortage of possibilities. But um, the penalty shot has evolved throughout its history in the NHL. And uh, in, it was like 1933 or something like that when it was introduced. And uh, apparently it was because of all of the sports leagues during the Great Depression faced you know, problematic revenue builders, things in the way of building revenue. Famously, uh, with baseball, there were people who were so hardcore baseball fans that they wouldn't miss a home game in whatever city they lived in. And the only thing they'd eat all day was the nickel hot dog at the game. Like that was your one meal because you couldn't give up spending the money on the ticket, you know, but let's face it. Most people aren't like that person. So how do you get casual fans during the worst depression in, you know, civilized world history, economic depression, that is. So they came up with the penalty shot, but they, they had, uh, you know, this is a time when like the puck didn't really leave the surface of the ice much, lots of different shit. And, uh, the original penalty shot, had a spot on the ice that was painted. It was a 10 foot in 10 foot diameter circle. And it was 38 feet away from the goal mouth. Wait, so was this like soccer? Yes, but it was hockey. Right. Could you leave that circle? No, you could not leave the circle. (laughs) Right. Really? That's funny. So players uh did anything from obviously just standing still and ripping a hardest slap shot they could to uh moving from the back of the circle to the front of the circle and there are even cases of guys getting up a little bit of steam by skating around the circle you know five or six times and then trying to fool the goalie but it was the goalie had a massive advantage yeah that's absurd 
Right. This was the same. This was like uh, that's the that that the baseball equivalent of before uh, they ruled that every time a ball touched the ground, you used a new baseball because that never used to be that way in baseball either. It was the fucking thing was beat to shit. And the pitcher had all these special ways to throw this beat up fucking ball. And back in those days, if you got like 15 home runs in a season, you were legendary, you know, because it was so hard to hit. Well, this same thing for goalies in that era. And, you know, if there's one way to give a goalie an advantage in an era where, uh, you were called a giant pussy if you even considered like looking at a mask, let right. alone wearing one. Yeah, you had a little bit of an advantage as a goaltender in the original penalty shot era. But then they changed it a little bit. You know, they brought the line or they, yeah, the mark with the circle. They got rid of the circle. So like you could move side to side more, but there was actually a red line like 25 feet out from the goal mouth like an extra red line painted on the ice between the far end goal line and the blue line in the same zone. You had another red line and that was just for in the extremely rare event of a penalty shot. That's the line you can't go over. Right. So then finally during world war two, they changed the rules to where you could have a one-on-one scenario. And that was like finally what they had been working toward all those years. But for whatever reason, couldn't come to agreement on or couldn't figure out uh, was a complete uninhibited breakaway style situation that could bring fans out of their seats, you know, and potentially break a game. So with that ever growing and ever evolving uh, location on where you would start or where you would take the shot from. There also evolved all the different ways in which penalty shot would be awarded. And I had no idea, but looking up, I have the situations that result in a penalty shot chapter of the NHL rule book here. There are 25 scenarios that can result in a penalty shot. 25, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Besides the obvious ones. Well, there's like five of them that actually are. um, If you do these infractions during a penalty shot, it results in another (laughs) penalty shot. So, yeah, that's like five or six of them are that. You know, if you're already taking the damn penalty shot. Uh. And here's one obstacle or snow intentionally piled near goal. So like, imagine if uh, the, the scenario, which most likely it happened, cause that's how most rules and laws come about. Yeah. Somebody did something ridiculous and they had to be like, no, nah, we have to write that down. We you can't do that. Oh, I remember so, um, it was like, I don't know, f- maybe five or six years ago. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury got caught doing that before they pulled him for an extra attacker. What was he, he doing? He skated down back toward the net and he went down on one knee and took his stick and scraped 
snow for like 15 feet up to the crease and then just left it and skated back uh, to the bench. Hey, that's <laughs> yeah, that might catch a uh, an empty netter on the way down, right? Right, you never know. So, all right, well, there you go. That's why, okay, here, so yeah. Uh, obstacle or snow. A penalty shot is awarded when a goaltender piles snow or other obstacles at or near the net and any such snow or obstacle prevents a goal while the offending team's goaltender is legally on the ice. Think about what an obstacle could be. Yeah. Like a pad as he put that his ni- glove down there in the, the corner. That nickel hot dog that someone threw on the right. damn ice. <laughs> So here's a here's a during a penalty shot infraction that can result in a penalty shot, which would be interesting. A goaltender accidentally, accidentally, really? Why would it ever? So if the goalie accidentally dislodges the goal, so in that huh. sense, if it's accidentally, that means like you make a really hard left to right, let's say butterfly save. You do the splits, and you kick the fucking net off its moorings and you make okay. the save then that results s- in another penalty shot i can see that because deliberately pushing the net off i'm pretty sure counts as a goal automatically yeah if you if if it's uh, a penalty shot already that's right. like if so, you if you trip someone on the way to scoring a breakaway net. on an empty net it's just an yeah. automatic goal. If you throw yeah. your stick in that same scenario. So a lot of these are like throwing stick. Here, here's one results in a penalty shot. Two minutes or less remaining, refusing to start play. A penalty shot is awarded if during the last two minutes of regular time or at any time in overtime, a team that has withdrawn from the rink refuses to start play when initially directed to do so by the referee. Like what? What would that look like? Yeah, in what case does that happen? Here's another one. Two minutes remaining, so only two minutes or less. Goaltender deliberately removes mandatory protective equipment. It <laughs> just starts stripping down right then so and there you, in the if crease. You two, if there's two minutes left or less, and someone did that uh, Peter Mrazek, Marc-Andre Fleury helmet flops yeah, off the shake. Bam, penalty shot. Huh. Or like the old Osgood exploding mask technique where right. you needed a freebie t- free timeout after an icing or something. Yeah, you keep that snap halfway on. Yeah, man. Can you imagine? Like, So you're telling me that I can't go and take a shot on a goalie that's only wearing his jockstrap? If, yes, in... The scenario that he did not come out and start the game in that jockstrap alone. Oh, okay. He had to strip right. down to but, it. But if he, but only if with he two minutes left in the last two minutes, we got to stop play, and I can't rip a slap shot at him. I think you should have to. The, the you rule should, should be you, you shoot get a penalty him. shot if you don't take your hardest shot at the naked, the goalie. naked goalie. Yeah, for right. sure. Okay, we're we're on the same page. Yeah, and then uh, one here's here's a good one too. Opponent on a breakaway, defending player loses protective equipment and cannot replace it or leave ice due to injury. A penalty shot is awarded 
if play is stopped because a player is unable to replace a lost helmet or facial protector or throat protector or go to the player's bench because of injury while an opponent in, is on a breakaway and the puck is in the neutral zone or the puck carriers attack, like, wow. These are so fucking specific. <laughs> That, that they almost certainly would never happen. A buzzer sounds prematurely while player is on a breakaway. Okay, so if some like asshole accidentally hits the buzzer button with five seconds left and he's on a breakaway, suddenly a penalty shot. that is the defending team's problem. But I guess you got to make it fair. You know, right. so a lot of this is like, Ref it has and or do with the defending team, like rink management right. error. It's completely <laughs> probabilities. Yeah, this is some wild stuff, man. So, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know how many penalty shots we'll see this year, regardless of how many are awarded. Wildly, thirty-three percent success rate has been the consistent number throughout the history of the penalty shot. Hmm. And it can go up and down, up and down all year, year to year to year. It just stays at 33% of shots are, you know, successful. They find twine, as they say. So we found twine. You found twine. (laughs) And a bug just blew up my fucking nose. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, boys. <laughs> Cheers. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah. Over and